Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 257 of We Podcast, and we know things where we recap all of the week's nerdy news. My name is Greg Hall, and alongside of me is almost always the best damn voice in the business, even on them long weeks, Sam Matura. I was going to say, I apologize to everyone. I'm a little bit under the weather, so if I sound a little extra like shit, I apologize. And it happens to be on the longest episode of at least the most jam-packed episode we've had in months. So and of, yeah, of course, the gaming section is jam-packed. There's that, and Sam will be hosting that one. So that's you know that's always to, I to love look it. forward to. Listen, <laughs> we got a jam-packed show. The nerd gods said, upon the on the seventh day, we will deliver news. And uh, what they failed to recognize is the first through six days also jam-packed with news. So this past week, we got a ton to catch up on because remember we recorded a week early. I'm sorry, a day early last week, so we've had an extra day here. We're back on our normal schedule. We've had eight days of news uh, to catch up on, and boy, howdy, they did not disappoint. We're going to start it off with our picks of the week and trivia back to zeros as I won last week, spoiler alert, uh, four to two me all time in the series, but we're starting over, zero, zero. Sam went to Baltimore Comic Con, a little bit of normalcy in this crazy new world we live in, so I'm excited to hear about uh, that trip. He'll start in gaming where we have the review for Guardians of the Galaxy, Mario Party Superstars, and of course, a recap of Sony's State of Play, if you want to call it that. I don't well, know. You, you got one good bit of news from. I it. got one good bit of news that I was that it, it did make it worth it for me. We'll talk about that. I have my impressions of the N64 and Genesis games for Nintendo Switch Online, uh, and also my final Metroid Dread impressions. I'm going to keep that very short because I already did the first hour, so they'll just be very spoiler free. By the way, oh, uh, I was going to say, did you beat it already? Uh, is spoiler-free impressions of my of my okay. final thoughts okay. on on Metroid Dread. Uh, some Pokemon news, some Among Us news, some Grand Theft Auto news. A lot of Grand Theft Auto news, and none of it is Grand Theft Auto Five, which just makes me happy. I mean, it's still Grand Theft Auto. I mean, we're talking about the freaking the trilogy, so it's a little frustrating, but okay. Uh, Halo got a six-minute campaign blowout video. There's going to be a Wu-Tang Clan game. Yeah, we did not stutter. <laughs> craziest news of all today. <laughs> uh, and, well, I mean, it could be if they didn't say Warner Brothers was making a Smash game. Uh, so that's actually we're going to have our top three tonight where Warner Brothers is making a Smash Bros. game. Uh, there's already some characters leaked, but we took it a step further. Who would we want to see in a mashup Smash Bros. fighter? If it was Warner Brothers calling the shots. Okay, take, real quick. Did yeah. you did you do live action? I did everything. Okay, okay. I was just checking. Yeah, I did. Actually, I think all of my picks are live action, matter of okay, fact. Okay, per- that's part. Yours all live action. Mine's all cartoon, so it works out. Perfect. perfect, perfect. I was trying to fit the Wacky Racers guys in there, and I just couldn't. You know, you know who I wanted in there so bad, but I was like, people, they won't even get the reference. Herculoids. Oh, nice. That would have been cool. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think that would have been on... Almost deaf ears. Same like, huh? Who knows Wacky Racers? You know what I mean? Wacky Racers was the shit back in the day. Uh, And then I'll take back over in movies where we have reviews for Eternals, which is kind of just coming out. Uh, Army of Thieves on Netflix. And then trailer impressions. Sam and I are going to break down the trailers of Uncharted, which finally got its debut look. And some of us wish we hadn't. And also Lightyear, which, uh, again, is a thing. I, it's it's cool. Who knew he had hair? <laughs> Who knew a lot of things about Lightyear? Uh, that it's like 
Definitely a thing. I'm I'm actually excited to talk about that. Uh, and then we have some Spider-Man No Way Home news, some Doctor Strange news, and some Batgirl news before we go over to TV with another trailer impression for Cowboy Bebop. We got a debut trailer, and it is nothing like that little snippet we got a week or two ago. So I'm definitely excited to talk about that. Uh, Hayden Christensen news and a little uh, National Treasure news before I take over again and do a little bit of impressions on a new album coming out right now, as a matter of fact, calling all captains before Sam hits us with his CGC TCG. Uh, craziness, but let's start where we customarily do in our picks of the week. If I'm not mistaken, IGN gave this a 4 out of 10. Uh-oh, the Injustice movie. And I finally saw, it was the only thing I saw all week. I saw Injustice. The first, my first impressions of, of everything is, I know who my number two voice is as Batman. Anson Mount is fantastic as Batman. Awesome. I may not really like how they made his face look. They made him look like the old guy from Up. Really? Uh, yeah, and just his his like face, his mouth. He just looks like the old grumpy guy. I, mm-hmm. I don't know. I I, I, I I could definitely see what people say about the animation. That I'm I'm not blind. I, I could definitely see that. But the fact that we got like this is an Elseworlds story. This isn't the Earth One that we know of of the Batman Robin that we know. Whatever. There's also the 43rd installment in the DC animated movies. Don't that's impressed. I can't believe they're already on 43. But basically, this was it's based off the video game. The video game, I think there was a, a, a prequel comic book series that came out also. I never never played the games, so I, I never really knew how that played out. So I can understand maybe people love the game story because they had a lot, lot more of time to develop the characters and show more. I, I could say from what was shown, I... It's not as crazy as I'll say Apocalypse War. I feel like Apocalypse War, like the dials were all the way turned. This one, I feel like it, it, it a little bit, but it wasn't there. They, I feel like they had something, they missed it somewhere in the middle, but it was still enjoyable. I mean, after you, so you basically just follow Superman's descent into madness after he's tricked into killing his pregnant wife, Lois, by the Joker. Lois. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Into Joker with a little bit of kryptonite into uh, with um, Scarecrow's fear toxin. And he thinks he's seeing Doomsday and it's Lois and just shit unfolds after that. Um, I, I, it's definitely not a four. I, I'm thinking more of like a, a six, five, seven. I, I just kind of like thought it was amazing that th- I think this is, well, at least in DC, right? They never did a um, um, like Injustice video game before, like from a video game, did an animated movie. Mm, I mean, they've done a million Mortal Kombat animated movies before, and like even like in the nineties. Yeah, true, true Mortal Kombat, but like I meant like DC, like you know, Blake. Oh, DC. I'm sorry, sorry, it was Warner Brothers. DC. Uh, I mean, they've done. Like, I don't think anything video. I, I know, like uh, Batman: uh, Rise of Tinsel. I know uh, Jim Lee created that character specifically for the video game. I know that, but. Hmm. I don't know. It's something good to, to think on. Yeah, that's good. I mean, ju- good trivia question. Yeah. I, it's true. I mean, Justin Harley. He he was he was good as Superman. I still think he was probably better as Green Arrow on Smallville, but that's just me. Um, but Laura Bailey, she was good for the little bit we see as Lois Lane. Uh, I, I think it just Anson Mount. He really surprised me as Batman. And don't get me wrong, you're going to see Superman do some effed up shit. But the best part was when, if you know who Amazo is, and I think you do, mm-hmm. and he's basically a badass villain. He freaking showed up and. He's almost unstoppable, and to see him, I was not expecting to see Amazo, so I was pleasantly surprised. But it was definitely better than a damn four. I mean, I, I don't know what they were watching. What, what, what I don't know what were you expecting? Were you expecting to see that 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 
I don't know, all the footage they showed in the game. But for what we got, I was very happy to see. And I really hope we get more movies with Anson Mount as Batman. Uh, my pick of the week is, I feel like I might have done this one before a couple years ago, but it's a band. And when you come out with new music, I feel like you're allowed to do it again. It's not just the same thing. Well, over yeah, it's not the same thing over and over again. My favorite band in the last five years is a will away. I mm. love, I love these guys. We had them on the pod right as the pandemic hit last year. It's actually one of our final interviews. If you want to hear what going on a tour right as a pandemic starts when we didn't know much about it, listen to that interview we did with Matt Carlson. It's only like 25 minutes. We talk about Nintendo switch and touring during COVID and all this craziness. Um, and not only did they come out with another new song yesterday, they announced a new album, finally, a new full-length LP, Stew. It comes out February 18th, 2022 via Rude Records. So my pick of the week obviously cannot be Stew, as their, uh, by the way, their last EP was called Soup. I'm definitely excited where this is headed uh, as a fat guy. But um, I want to talk about their new song, Karma. It is the best will a will away song since 2017's record here again and uh it sounds like queen it's like if freddie mercury channeled himself into matthew carlson and sang to the masses that's what we're getting here with this new a will away song karma it it's been on repeat over and over and, and over. I was going to say, you, you when you mentioned Queen, I mean, it doesn't really get much of a higher praise than that. No, and, and I, I mean specifically from like a harmonies, like the whole band is singing at once type deal. Like, I wish I could play like you a Like Jukebox, right? Okay. I could see that. Sure. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. They were, like, they were like, you know, harmony, right? Yeah, they sure are. And they actually sound like Queen. They even do a Halloween, hey, Halloween special. That's where my went to. Wow. So good for you. I'll take that. You know what? They're like jukebox met queen into Will Away. No, it's it's just really good. It's, this song is so good. So my pick of the week is Karma, specifically the new single from our friends A Will Away. But dude, they're my favorite band in the last five years. I cannot stop listening to them. And to know that we're getting a full length in February for the first time, it will mark five years. Their last full length was 2017. So this is awesome, awesome news. And the new single that they released alongside the announcement is just kick ass so not only congrats to the dudes in a will away and for you know rude records is lucky to have them you got to go check it out it's called karma by a will away sam you know for a fact i'm going to be sending you the youtube of the music video when this podcast is over for you to check out no please do and it was funny you know my sometimes my music i'll just shuffle it and a will away a will away came on i think it was two days ago and I was—I I know this song, and I, I don't know—I I don't know where I heard it from. Obviously, probably by you, but I was like—I actually knew a couple words. It's like, how the frick do I know this song? <laughs> do you remember what it was called by chance? I, I don't offhand, I don't. But it, uh, it was just funny that, that your pick of the week was Will Away. Uh, I just—I love a Will Away so much. So when they drop a new song or you know come out with an uh, a record uh, announcement, if I'm not going to talk about it in the music section, you damn well know it's my pick of the week. Karma from a will away for me, the injustice movie for Sam. Sam, let's do our trivia. Hit me with that sweet, sweet question. Trivia. And it's funny. I was scrolling through my <laughs> electronic games magazine and I had a question for you. It was a slam dunk. You were going to get it right. No matter what. So I crossed it out and changed it last second. Oh shit. In twisted metal Two. Oh shit. What is thumpers first name? I don't know. How about them answers? Okay, you have A, Bruce, B, Steve, C, Anthony, D, Blake. All Avengers names. Oh. 
I, I didn't know if you'd get that. I figured, let me just say it out there. Good luck. Can you give me the names again? Steve. You have A, Bruce, Bruce. B, Steve, mm-hmm. C, Anthony, or D, Blake. Oh, God. Uh, Blake. <laughs> I don't know, Blake. Incorrect. It was a B, though, but it was Bruce. My first name in Twistamel too is Bruce. If it was well, that's Blake is definitely not like a '90s name. Yeah, I should have known. Yeah, but Blake was just what was Thor's alter ego? Oh, Blake. Okay, that's right. So, dude, I had I was like I was like Bruce, Steve, you know, Anthony is. Yeah, I was like, okay. I just have all I have all Avengers. Okay, so, let me just, when you I said Bruce, I get where you're at, Bruce Banner. But I was like, all right, he's going Batman on my ass. I thought you were going to go DC there, and you said Steve. I was like, oh, he's going Steve Rogers too. Okay, okay, and then I, and then you lost me. So. Yeah, all right. I was wrong. Zero, zero. Sam, this is your chance to take a very early lead, whether it be a full point or a half point. Our race to 11, win by two. Lorraine Bracco, the uh, the actress, a.k.a. Dr. Melfi from The Sopranos, was made famous for her role in what mob movie is Karen Hill? Um, answers, please. Is it Scarface? Is it The Godfather? Is it Donnie Brasco? Or is it Goodfellas? Goodfellas. That's correct. Uh, that's what I thought originally, and I was like, let me just to be safe to make sure it's on the list. So Sam pulls ahead by 0.5. It's 0.5 to 0. And uh, before we get into the gaming section, Sam, you are back from Baltimore Comic Con. And again, normally you come back from a con, you talk about it, but now it's a little extra special because this is A, the first con in a little bit, and B, that little slice of normalcy. Tell us about your experience down there in Baltimore. Yeah, you know, first, first, what? Baltimore, two years. Last year was canceled, obviously. Um, it was a little bit smaller than this year. It was, it was still in the same convention center, but they kind of just like shimmied us all basically in the one room. It used to be kind of split up, but it was still pretty good attendance. Um, I, I feel bad for everyone who really don't have like a, um, like a dealer's badge because there was people waiting in line for like over five hours. Mm. I, I, you know, it was, again, they're, they're testing. You had, you had to get a band on for if you, once you proved you had your um, your your COVID card, vaccine card, vaccination card, whatever. And then just you had to get te- they temperatured everyone in. So when I went back to the, ho- the hotel just to drop off some stuff, I think on Saturday at like four, there was still a line. I was like, holy shit, they, they closed at seven. Hmm. So uh, that was the only thing I, I felt bad for a lot of people. There was definitely a lot of people, you know, cosplay that that was all there. But me and my boy Neil Keystone Comics on IG drove down, met our boy Yaniv and Dom, who we we you know that's kind of our crew that we always roll with. And you know, we met up with you know Austin. We had him Austin Reese Rare Comics. Met him, of course. His wall was great. Gene from Short Box, um, Nelson. Uh, I, I mean, dude, I I I made like a list because I don't want to forget everyone's name. But we it was just so good to see everyone. And like I, everyone always says, "Say hey, what you get? Where's the big pickup?" And honestly, like I already knew that I was basically just going for the hang. I was only going there for one book, Batman Six. I I only saw one copy. It was raw. It was beat to shit. But I passed on it. But I did bring my Heath Ledger Joker piece to get finished by uh, Corey Smith. You could follow him, Corey Smith Art on IG. Always good talking to him, just shooting, um, shooting like the shop or whatever. And I was talking to him. I said, "Man, I just saw you finish Dark Side," and he just you know flipped to it. it was like, "Yeah, man, I just finished this right before I came." And I thought he was so badass. But he saw Joker. He knew I was trying to get it done, finish it two years ago. So it was good for him to, to get this done for me. He took a picture. Such a nice guy. And um, I, I sent you a text um, right before that. I felt like I had to pick up something like comic related because it was, it was going to be a quiet show for me. Just scrolling the bin last day, I picked up a couple issues of Electronic Games. 
I picked up copy 11, 14, and 20. These are from 1983. And basically, it's I picked it up because of Mario, a.k.a. Jumpman, Donkey Kong on the cover. There was Princess pa- Peach. Pac-Man, I think, is on there, right? Miss Pac-Man. Pac-Man. There was, again, it was just... Because the one of the reasons why I started to grab some of these is I picked up Twisted Metal 2's electronic games like a while ago. I think that was 88, if I'm not mistaken. So I, I picked up these. I was like, what? You know, wh- why not pick these up? And I sent you a little pick of the week that I did. It was the N- Nintendo Power number one. That was that was my me. I came home with extra money, bought one on eBay just because it's Nintendo Power number one. It's, you know, posters included. It's detached, but it's still included. It's still a great reader's copy. Who doesn't remember getting Nintendo Powers back in the day? But my buddy Neil, he picked up the first appearance of Mr. Freeze in a 4-0 off White White. Um, that's, a, that's a pretty damn big book to get that book. So I, I kind of gave him that extra push he needed to get it. Because, you know, sometimes my boy Neil, he's, he's, he's smart. He'll, he'll wait. But I was like, I don't, I don't think you're going to get a better deal. So I was just living vicariously through him, nice. through Geneve, who was just basically hunting. And it just, again, just to go out, see, meet new friends. Old Friends, Red Hood Comics, uh, Jeff Comic Dunes, uh, the Comic Book Fiend Club, Jason, Will, and Ed were there for a day. A lot of the Fiend Club didn't make it. I understand COVID, stuff like that. So there was only a few of us. But again, I was just there for the weekend. Me, hang good people, eat good food. You know, it just, again, we're, we're already talking that we can't wait till next year. And we're, we're going to try to somehow fit a, a comedy show somewhere where we can all kind of meet halfway. Just to, so it's just not like a once a year type of thing. It's just nice to be back a little bit. Not yeah, all the way. Just yeah, you know, bit. obviously wearing the mask around inside sucks. I was, you know, helping the Reese boys set up their all their comics to ha- when they load all them in. Basically, they had like a uh, an Enterprise truck, like basically filled to the brim. Mm. So when you're carrying all that kind of stuff in a mask and you're sweating it, that kind of sucks. But once that was over, it was all fun. So can't, definitely can't wait to do it again next year. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for you that you got to go back and I got to see the pictures on IG Stampede two one five eight nine if you want to check it out and the Joker print that you were referring to earlier is also no print no print you know what I mean the, oh, yeah gotcha well you because you know that word you, a print is a print you know what I mean this was actually you know colored by the heart yeah yeah so exactly. uh, just want to go ahead and check that out Stampede two one five eight nine it was awesome to see and I'm and I'm glad you got to go back and I'm looking forward to. Uh, to you getting to do even more of this stuff and hearing about it because it it just makes me happy because I ain't doing shit like that. So <laughs> and, you were talking and, about and, living vicariously through your friends. I'm doing it through you. It's very nice. And, you know, and I'm still being patient. I'm still trying to complete that Batman <clears> 2 through 11 run, just looking for six. So I'm just saving up, staying focused, you know, because when you're there, you know, you get that FOMO, you see a couple books. And I, do I want to drop 600, 700 here? It's like, no, nope, nope, nope. Stay focused. Wait did for that walk, right book. Did you walk away a little... Uh, felt like oh, you missed out on that oh, six. No, well, it it wasn't this. The six was beat the shit. It would it would have probably got a two zero if that. And um, the, I I guess I can't. I gotta say this. I did also pick up an original Dragon Ball Z cell from my boy Yaniv, Stray flexing on IG. Um, the scenes from in the Frieza saga when they're still in Namek when uh Dodori is holding two Dragon Balls, and I got a side shot of Zarbon, and he threw in a couple sketches of Zarbon from the actual show when they were like sketching to to get ready to draw. So to have an original piece. For one of my favorite animes, Dragon Ball Z, I, I, I figured, like he said, this is probably just the start of your cell collection. Because Dragon Ball Z, I forget a couple pieces there, maybe Batman animated series, and we'll call it a day. But now, of course, I'll take over. We have a huge gaming section. We got reviews, recaps, impressions. But let's start off with Marvel's 
Guardians of the Galaxy review. And we did not have high hopes for this one. Uh, and apparently we were wrong again. And uh, I don't know. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. It's too early, bro. Too if, early. If I've waited two years to play Marvel's Avengers, I can wait to play Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. Marvel's, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy nicely balances a goofy action-filled adventure with some genuinely heartfelt story moments, and the choices you're given can add some surprising personal twists to your particular playthrough. That was a lot of peas. In combat and level design, I'm sorry, it's combat and level design are relatively simple, if still consistently entertaining, but it's the relationships and the banter between the characters that keep everything fresh as they evolve it. It isn't going to set the world on fire, but Guardians of the Galaxy is still another convincing example of uh, how much fun a linear, no-frills, single-player campaign can be. I think that was an eight. Yes, and what I like, a couple things I like. Number one, you're only playing as Peter, uh, as, as Star-Lord. That's what I heard, okay. And uh, you're commanding the other Guardians to do stuff in and out of battle. So you're like pointing, go here, do this, do this. And each Guardian has abilities that you can kind of use during the fight. So I so like that idea. I see or something. I li- yeah, kind of. I like that idea, except you're never switching. Cause can you switch away from Cloud? No. In seven? Yes, yes, you can. Okay, yeah, you can play as like Tifa and shit like that? Yep. Okay, well, this, you're not. You're Star-Lord, but that's one. Number two, I'm hearing that the comedy is really good. I'm hearing that the voice cast is excellent. I'm hearing that the relationships built there are just as good, if not better, than the MCU. Um, I'm not going to say that, go that far, but I can believe that they're at least good. And number three, a little touch, and this is a small thing, but for me, it's really cool. Do you ever play a video game where you have like a gun or a knife and you can swing it or shoot it at will, but when you point it at a good guy, it doesn't let you shoot? Uh, yeah, okay. You know what I'm talking about? Like, if you, you know, you have a gun and you try to shoot one of your friends, if friendly fire is not on, it doesn't yeah, yeah, ex- exactly. allow you, you to shoot. You can, like, turn that on and off in some games. So, in this game, whenever you point your laser guns at one of your teammates, instead of shooting the gun, Peter Quill pulls out finger guns. He goes, bang, 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 as a little joke uh, to kind of make it not break your immersion that it's a video game. It's, a, it's just a nice little touch. How, how many times until that gets annoying? I don't ever plan on shooting my own friends. So I think it's more of just like a little hidden thing you do. And and I'm cool with it. Like, I think it's cool, a nice little touch. And, and it's something that when this game is, you know, maybe 40, I'm hoping it goes down to 30. Eventually I'm definitely in on it eventually. Um, but just, I, I don't really have, it took me, what did, what did Metroid come out 20 days ago? And it's a 10 hour game and I just beat it. So like, I don't have all the time in the world to play games. It takes me a long time to get through a game with how much I can, playing right now so i'm not in any rush to pick up new ones i mean mario party comes out today and i'm gonna be getting that so it's kind of where my head's at but it's nice to know and i'm excited to pick this one up when it becomes much cheaper well it's good i mean it it couldn't have been any worse than the avengers no that game is i didn't you never heard me talk about that and i've played it on xbox game pass it's a steaming pile of horseshit yeah it'll never be a pick of the week Now, let's get the review for Mario Party Superstars. Mario Party Superstars is more than just a collection of excellent boards and mini games uh, games from the series past. It's a complete return to form for the Mario Party series. There's a really great mix of classic and modern mini games. The overall quality is top notch, even if some of them are just a bit redundant. I really, I'm sorry, it really could have used one more board and the balance of the 1v3 mini games isn't the greatest, but with some solid online play, it's easy to say that this is the best Mario Party has been in a decade. I want to give it an eight. It is definitely an eight. 
Um, cool thing about this is you can, there's, there's so many cool options, like in the options menu. Well, first and foremost, uh, in super Mario party for the switch, they turned down the star cost from 20 coins to 10 to make it baby mode. And you couldn't change that this it's back up to 20, just like old school. We love that. Love that. Uh, obviously it's a collection of all Nintendo 64 boards, two from party one, two from party two and one from party three. Uh, so the N64 boards, we all love those games. Number three, the, the mini games that fucking destroyed your palm with the spinning of the stick. They didn't touch. You still spin the stick. That's Uh, awesome. (laughs) They put a warning in there. Don't use your palm. It's awesome. Uh, that's that. And also, in Super Mario Party for the Switch, they changed the way bonus stars are handled. And at the end of the game, customarily in the old games, it was one star for most coins, one star for most minigame wins, and one star for most special spaces landed on. Yeah. You have the option to bring that back. You can turn on a toggle that says classic bonus stars. So it's just a great mix of old and new and quality and- of life improvements. And you can also finally save mid-game and come back to it. Oh, well, no, I, I love both. I Number one, you got to keep it classic, at least for me. I always love them little bonus stars at the end because it, it was either killed or broke it. Yeah, and the way they did bonus stars in the new game wasn't bad. It just felt less lucky. I don't know. I always felt like getting the bonus stars at the end, you could fuck someone major. And, like, they brought back, uh, they brought back, oh, my God, what's it called? Chance time where you like hit a Bowser square or whatever. And then you can just totally F somebody over by taking all their stars and all their, like uh, there are so many things that I've been seeing about this game that are like hype as shit. Somebody put a tweet out there. I meant to screenshot it. It was a video game reviewer who was actually, you know, blue check mark, all that bullshit. And he said, this is the best Mario party game of all time because it takes three of the greatest Mario party games of all time and shoves them in together. So like, yeah, how so, can you, yeah, that to me that that would be the best one, no? You know, how can you uh, you know, really argue with that? I will have my impressions. I, I think Ashley and I are going to play a little bit this weekend or whenever we can find some time. So hopefully in the next week or two I'll have my impressions cuz it's out now. So I'm very excited to to get that one. Amazon shipped it, so it's it's on its way. Awesome. We watched it. Let's talk about <clears> it. <throat> we had the state of play. Yeah, it was a 20-minute third-party state of play. We all knew, you know, don't get your hype up. Normally, yeah. we would do a top three from the showcase. I was very upfront with you, Sam. I don't expect there to be three things. Um, yeah, I, I didn't have any. I'm going to be honest. I had one. Even, I couldn't even find one. I had one that's big enough to be three because I'm that hype about it. But other than that, the rest of it was shit. And when you start out a, a, an event like a Nintendo Direct or a state of play, generally you want to do something positive that people will like. But they decided to start off with something that's re- ridiculously stupid in death verse let it die a multiplayer survival action game built around a re- uh, a reality game show where have you heard that before um you know everywhere in which you'll fight it out for fame glory and fortune so they tried to capitalize on squid games popularity right now by putting something like it up front and it failed miserably i'm gonna move on uh if you want to talk about something you please stop me uh, next, we got We Are OFK, which is an indie pop band OFK teamed up with co-designer of Hyper Light Drifter, which is a, a good game, uh, for a new five-episode music biopic series where they're going to release a new song off this EP every episode of the game. They're trying something new. I appreciate it. They are a real band, so they're like releasing an album through a video game. It's definitely a unique way to do it. I just don't care. I mean, that's awesome for them. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right, but I don't care like in the slightest. So uh, I'm going to skip OFK. Now where I want to spend, oops, 
where I want to spend my time. Actually, this should be, this is funny. I want to spend it. Bunger, 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 bunger with the bug snacks, baby. I did not see this coming at all. We're getting bug snacks DLC with bug snacks, the Isle of Big Snacks. Uh, a coming early 2022, a new island, 12 new bug sm- snacks, 30 new missions. And by the way, it's free. Oh, Jesus. The developer, uh, I wrote on Twitter, thank you, young horses. And they, they replied back and, and got back to me. So that was really cool. But bug snacks. How, how long has it been since bug snacks came out? No, it launched with the five. Okay. So it was a launch title for PS5. It was free for like four months or something like that. So if you had a PS5 early, you could have gotten this game for nothing. Um, if you didn't download it like Sam, that's fine. Totally cool. It's like 15 or 20 bucks. I don't even, I don't know. But uh, it's just phenomenal. I love every second of it. It would have been in my top five of last year if I played it in 2020. I actually played it in January of 2021. So I missed it by just a smidgen. Um, but gosh darn, it was just wonderful. So to be able to go back there, because I've been wanting to replay it. So to be able to go back into that world and not have to replay the, the nine hours prior, I'm cool. Uh, I'm sure I'll knock this out in two hours and it'd be wonderful, but it's a free update to a game I love. Give me all of the bug snacks. Uh, uh, do you have anything you want to say about the bug snacks? Hey, good bug, good on them for any, any time you can get free DLC. It's for me. Yo, for real, like who would have thought Pokemon Snap and Bug Snacks, which is a Pokemon Snap like game in the same year. Well, technically 2022 for Bug Snacks, but announced in the same year would have been doing free updates for both games. And if, if Ghost of Shiba wants to drop some more like some more DLC that's free this time, I'm here for that. <clears throat> well, if they sold that many at 30, you can forget about free uh, Five Nights at Freddy's Security Breach. We got another look at that and just kind of more what it is. It seems like a more playable Five Nights at Freddy's game as opposed to just standing in one spot, opening and closing doors, uh, which was, is just the worst. Um, so, you know, there's that. It is what it is. I don't really care about Five Nights at Freddy's, to be honest with you. It, it was never my cup of tea, ever. No, no. Death's Door, which was on Nintendo Switch, is now coming to PlayStation. Journey through a dark and offbeat world as a bird with a sword in this captivating adventure. And then they said, be ready for the next portion of this with all multiplayer games. And I'm sitting there like, here we go, baby. We're getting this Warner Brother game today. Like, no shit. We're getting this today. But we're not. We got Cart Rift. Cart Rider Drift, the Unreal Engine 4 powered arcade racer, comes to PS4. Uh, I don't even think it's coming to PS5. A beta yeah. launches this in December. King of Fighters 15, that's not a new announcement, but what they did announce was a beta test, which is really cool. Sign up for an open beta test. You don't even have to, you know, we're all good to go. King of Fighters 15 is looking badass. First Class Trouble, which just is whatever. I don't even care. They had the developers on. And then they ended with Star Ocean, which wanted to be Final Fantasy 16 really bad, but it's made by Square Enix, so it can be. They're the same company. Uh, and Star Ocean, the Divine Force, Square Enix marks the 25th anniversary of the Star Ocean series with an announcement of a brand new title coming to PS5 and PS4 next year. Then we got to look at Little Devil Inside, which we knew was coming anyway. The, <sighs> Sam, I just... I just hated it. I just don't uh, care. I, uh, it, again, and I'm all for. I'm a PlayStation guy, guys, and not one thing was for me, which is fine. Which is absolutely fine. Yeah, the bug snacks thing is awesome. It didn't need to be in a state of play. Young horses could have tweeted it out. I would have been just as hype. And when you, we get free, like 
presentations like a direct like this like that i am not one to complain generally because it's free cool new game stuff like how are you going to complain about that and this was only 20 minutes so i'm not going to say it was the worst waste of time ever this was just 20 minutes i definitely wish i could get back nothing in here that i'm like running to the store to go buy tomorrow i'm just going to wait for that bug snacks update now i'm actually pretty excited to hear your thoughts on this because you were you know you critiqued them a little bit but let's get your impressions on a fucking like a well i I know yeah, that's why I, I didn't want to say stomp them out, but let's hear your impressions on N64 and Genesis Online for the Switch. When Stone Cold, I stomped a mud hole in Nintendo's ass last week. <laughs> uh, it's fine. Like, I know you want more. I know, like, it, I'm there's probably expectations for me to, like, love it. And it's just it's just fine. And I think 10 percent of that is the fact that I own an N64 that works and I play these games semi regularly. So the games that launched with it are so underwhelming. And it's like, I've played all. I have Yoshi's Story. I have Mario Kart 64. I have Mario 64. I have these games. I don't fucking need like this service. But it is very cool to A, play them in a handheld, and B, play them on an OLED screen where they just look phenomenal. That part, though, is is very, very cool. I do have complaints, but... Did you expect me to come out here and just love it to death? And, and I, I, did you open your N64 controller? I didn't get it yet. Did you? Oh, no, I, I didn't. But I would just check it. Maybe you got it. No, mine is coming to okay. when this pod releases on Friday. That's when mine is scheduled oh. to come out. So I, I, I think that's what I was looking for. Just hearing you say like the new controller was great. I love the one. Like I, I think that's what I was looking for. But you didn't get it yet. Okay. So things I've heard about the new controller are it's heavier than a regular N64 controller because they have the built-in rumble as opposed to having to put a pack in. Uh, And the rumble is actually really solid. Like it's better than HD rumble on a joy con. It actually works really well. They said it feels like old N64 rumble where it literally shakes. I'm here for that. that. It's a shake instead of a buzz. Like I do actually appreciate that. So I'm excited for that. I heard it works great. The big problem overall with the service and my biggest issue with it is So I've been playing in handheld mode exclusively, which is fine. But like, dude, I can't remap the buttons on the controller. And like a lot of these games, for some reason on Mario Kart 64, let's just use a PS5 controller because it's easier for you and a lot of other folks to understand. L2 does the web, like the, the items, but R1 does the drifting, not R2. And it's like, uh, it's just weird. It's I'm using two different fingers. I'm using my middle finger on my left hand and my, and my index finger on my right. And it's like, what am I doing? I, I don't get it. So the buttons are so weird. And the button mapping piece of it drives me up a gosh darn wall that you can't remap the buttons to like make it fit. So for like example, Star Fox 64. <clears throat> In that game, you use the C buttons on the controller a lot. Because you have to do barrel rolls and turn around and this, that, and the other. And they mapped it to the right analog stick. So it's like, and that's only partially. It's super weird. Like I'm I'm holding left on an analog stick to go backwards. It just it boggles my mind some of the choices they made uh for buttons. And so like I hate that. I hate that there's no button mapping. Um some people have been complaining about like input delay and things like that i haven't experienced any and i think that's like i the littlest slightest bit in ocarina of time but i think that's because i'm playing on an oled switch and i think 
what I've heard is people on an older like launch switch have had a little bit more issue. I can't confirm nor deny that because I'm playing on the newest, latest and greatest switch. So I just don't know. I haven't really experienced too much of that. Um, so, so there's that, but like back to the, the button mapping, it was available on the Wii U virtual console. If I could do it on Wii U, which sold 14 million copies or units, I can't do it on the switch, which just sold like a hundred. It just boggles my mind. Um, online lag for Mario Kart 64. Bad, bad. I've been, like, I've actually been seeing that a lot on Twitter. Yeah, dude. Like the online still blows. Like you'd figure you're paying 150% more. They might upgrade the net code a little bit. <laughs> they nope, did. Nope, nope, nope. Same shit. Same shitty Nintendo online service. So like I went to play Mario Kart 64 just with some randoms just to see how it plays and it blows. Um, however, however. My experience with Mario Tennis, very good. And the emulation on Mario Tennis, very good. Like, damn near. But, so, they just got some few bugs to work out. Once they do, they I mean, won't, they, I won't, think they, won't, they won't work them out. That's the problem. That's the problem. They never should have. They're fucking 20-something-year-old games. They never should have been this. This never should have been a problem in the first place. I understand emulation isn't hard, but why is a college student doing a better job than the, the people at Nintendo that would, you know, they just don't care because they know they're going to get your money. They did it with me. Yeah. I paid for it the literal second it was available. So, I mean, I, I did get a controller that I, I don't even have switch yet. Uh, and it's just one of those things where it's, you know, the emulation, the fact that, you know, a lot of old PlayStation games and Nintendo games, like the draw distance wasn't very good. You couldn't see very far ahead of you because the technology wasn't great. So they used a lot of fog in those games to kind of hide that well the switch can run better so they took away a lot of the fog because it just doesn't need it and now you can see all the shitty textures and stuff like that like an ocarina of time uh especially but like again i don't think it's game breaking it's just not they they could have made it better they just chose not to which is another problem all in itself is here pay me 30 dollars extra a year for for disappointing low value things um again i'm an n64 owner who has it actively so like when they drop the next round of games, I, you know, data miners got in there. I love when data miners get in there because we find out a lot of things. There are planned 38, uh, they planned 38 N64 games, 52 Genesis games, and another console is on its way. So my guess is we're finally going to get our Game Boy eventually, which I'm definitely excited about. Um, <clears throat> uh, Mario Tennis was damn near perfect. Outside of the controls, Star Fox 64 played damn near perfect, just like I'm on an N64. Um, uh, Mario 64 is fine. Yoshi's story was fine. Uh, win back. I didn't really play too much sin and punishment. I didn't touch. Um, I can't remember if there was another game I played, but every Genesis game I touched was perfect too. So they nailed more than they didn't, but I still think 30 bucks is a lot to ask. And if you have any other way to play these games, do that. Don't buy this service yet. Wait until, the second wave of N64 games drops or wait until they add that other console and then dive in. Cause it'll just be a little bit better bang for your buck right now. I can't totally recommend it. If you have another way to play in 64 games. Now let's get your final impressions on Metroid dread. It's my game of the year and it's going to be my game of the year when yeah. the wow. year is over. It. Oh, okay. it, was, it is the end of the year now, right? Yeah, it's the end of the there's, year. There's not that much. There's a couple things coming, but... Pokemon's coming. So I'm calling it now before Pokemon game. And oh. by the way, Gen 4 is my favorite gen outside of one. So it's not like these are shitty Pokemon remakes. Like, I'm telling you now, Metroid is a top five Switch game of all time. And will go down as probably a top seven 
to 10 switch game of all time when this is all said and done it's it's i can't tell which i like better this or super metroid and super metroid has a little bit of the nostalgia factor to it so i don't want to like overdo it or undersell it but metroid dread is one of the best 2d games i've ever played in my entire life no matter where i've played it everything i want out of a metroid game it is it's hard as fucking nails i was about to say i heard it was very hard dude the final boss took me over an hour and it, I clocked in at 10.20. So I would have been this done this game in nine hours if that final boss just wasn't insane. It took me over an hour just to beat this one final boss. But but it was all worth it and you were happy as fuck. I got every power up. I got my energy tanks all going. I got 210 missiles. I got tef, like, I think eight power bombs out of 15. Like I had everything that you could want to go up against this final boss. And it took me forever because his pattern was so hard. Because he was genuinely difficult. That's what I loved. It wasn't, I never once had a cheap death or a death where I felt the game fucked me. It was always because it was challenging and because I effed up. So when you have a game like that, I love a good hard game. So like, and there's no difficulty option for easy. So like you're going in and when you beat it, you can play hard mode. So like it just, it was so good. It was worth every penny. And Nintendo last night, Wednesday night decided out of the kindness of their heart to drop a free demo on the eShop. So if you were thinking about it, if you haven't played it yet, believe in the hype, believe in me, and now believe it for yourself. Go play the free demo on the eShop. Metroid Dread, my 2021 Game of the Year. Book it now. I'm not changing my mind. You heard it. It's Game of the Year. New Hisuian forms of Pokemon have appeared in Legends Arceus. It was neat to see this. It was neat to see on Tuesday they dropped like a horror found footage trailer. And then, boom, on Thursday, right after we recorded, of course, we recorded Wednesday last week, uh, they they dropped that same trailer, but they took out all the blurriness and shaky cam, and they just gave us the whole thing, and it did reveal two new Hisuian forms, Hisuian Zora and Hisuian Zoroark, which are Gen 5 kind of mascots. They got their own goddamn movie, uh, after all, kind of like the Lucario of Gen 5, um, and they look badass. The cool thing is you can go look at them on the website, whatever. The cool thing that I just want to spend a minute on is they are the first ever out of 900 plus Pokemon. They're the first ever normal ghost type. Huh? They have one weakness and that's dark. They like resist three types and they're like super effective against like four or six. Like this is a wild typing that we've never had before normal ghost and only weak to dark i thought that was awesome that's a cool little ad you gotta add something new right you can't and, just keep having the same stuff and i love it too i love it these are dark type pokemon by the way so they're actually weak to their nor like to their newer forms that you yeah. found in unova which is a, just a nice touch and normal type is weak to fighting but Ghost is immune to fighting because you can't physically hit a ghost Pokemon. So when you put normal and ghost together, the super effective fighting now goes away. It's just a cool thing that they decided to finally do to give us a normal ghost type. Go on the website, go on Twitter, wherever. Check out the images of these Pokemon. They look badass compared to their Unovan forms, which are still really cool. But the normal ghost typing, first time ever, I'm loving it. <laughs> Among Us is coming to Xbox and PlayStation on December 14th. Yeah, Among Us is already on Nintendo Switch. It's obviously made famous on PC. A lot of people love this game. It's I haven't heard too much about it. It's kind of losing its popularity, so I wish this was earlier. But December 14th for the newer you know, Xbox and PlayStation. But by the way, 
day one Xbox Game Pass. So for you Game Pass subscribers, if you ever wanted to play Among Us, I think it's only like five bucks anyway, but included in Game Pass, like everything else. Uh, that that's actually that, that that's great. I feel like this game, Among Us, and like Fall Guys, like they both had their time in the sun, and now like I feel like they're just slowly being forgotten about. Yeah, Fall Guys, especially when Among Us hit, Fall Guys kind of faded quick, and yeah. Fall Guys was supposed to come to Xbox and Nintendo Switch over the summer and got delayed. So even further. And we haven't heard anything about the new date. So, like, you're right. The obscurity of that game is even further and further falling apart. If it hits Game Pass, and when it does hit Switch, when it hits Switch, it's going to get popular again because oh, yeah. it's on Switch. But if they can hit that game on Game Pass, and then you got crossplay between Switch, PC, and Xbox, and if PlayStation wants to play nice, them too, I think Fall Guys can get a second win. But yeah, you're right. I think the big hype of it is mostly over. Nintendo has delayed the Advance Wars remake until spring 2022. And Nintendo doesn't often delay games. So like, especially first party games. So me thinks and me wonders, is this a delay because it's not ready? I think it's being made by way forward. So is it because it's not ready or are they delaying it because their dread is selling super well. Pokemon's coming out in November. So their holiday is kind of whatever, but spring is kind of not. So are they moving it to spring to space it out? Like that's my thing is maybe dread is doing so much better than we all thought. And maybe with Pokemon, like people have changed their tune on the gen four remakes with the newer trailers they've been dropping. Maybe they're just getting, and like pre-orders are strong or something. They might not need it. So they might just say, let's move it to spring where we're a little bit. That's I kind of sway like 51 49 to that, but either way, advanced wars, one plus two reboot camp. We're not going to see until spring. And no, we don't have an exact new date. The Grand Theft Auto Trilogy Remaster will release November 11th digitally and will hit physical in December. For $60. But I'm out. But they they did release screenshots and a trailer. And this game, or these games, I should say, are a lot more remade than I thought. It doesn't look great. I get it. They went for a specific like look to it but I don't think that look Yo, was there was one picture. I was like, what changed? What changed? <laughs> I, I don't know what you guys did here. I, I don't, I just, I'm not super sold Um, for $60. I said I'd have been in at 40. I thought that was a pretty comfortable price point. It's weird though. Rockstar's publishing the Xbox version and the, and the uh, PlayStation version. Nintendo is publishing the switch version. Interesting. I, I, it's very interesting. I, I don't know why Rockstar wouldn't, um, there's other Rockstar game on there with L.A. Noir, so I, I don't know if the relationship's not there or whatever, but it's weird that Nintendo's... Do, maybe they just want to control the kitchen because it's an M-rated game collection. I don't know. But if you're interested, there's a trailer out for these games, and they show all the quote-unquote remasterings, uh, stuff like that. But for $60, as Mark Cuban once said, for that reason, I'm out. <laughs> Grand Theft Auto San Andreas is in development for the VR headset, the Oculus Quest 2. Oh, my bad. Real, real quick. Um, San Andreas, the remaster from the trilogy, is coming to Game Pass day one. Forgot to mention that. Oh, wow. Okay, Um, that's neat. So just San Andreas and 3, GTA 3, which is arguably the the most popular, at least the one that put every like the new GTA on the map, um, is coming to PS now on day one. So PlayStation now. So no, vice city's getting fucked up the ass, but, uh, uh, the other two, 
you know, you're at least going to be able to play them if you don't want to play the collection. So for me, I'm not going to buy the collection for 60 bucks, but San Andreas, I never played. So, um, maybe I'll play that on game pass. Who knows? By the way, just, just wanted to throw that out there. And what was the next story? I'm sorry. That was that Grand Theft Auto San Andreas is in development for VR headset, the Oculus Quest 2. Yeah, yeah, and Resident Evil 4 just dropped and got like 9s and 10s everywhere in VR. See, that, okay, like San Andreas, I don't really care for VR, but like Resident Evil, that would be freaking awesome in VR. I mean, you got the crap out of me, but it would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, 4 and 7 did really well in VR. Surprise Village didn't go full VR, but San, San Andreas in VR? I don't know. GTA, like, are you going to like be able to like, I don't know, feel up a stripper. I don't really want to do that. Yeah, I, I'd say no. I don't want no no part of that. At the all. sex stuff in there. Like, there's some. I don't. I don't know. I'm good. Uh, but good for Oculus Quest, which I think is Facebook. It owns Oculus. Or I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Meta. Uh, Ugh, I don't even <laughs> want to get started. Yo, Slim Jim for the win when they said we're changing Meta to Meat. It was great. Uh, what, what wasn't that Wendy's? Slim Jim did it first. Let's oh, let's okay. not confuse okay. things. Okay. Wendy's Wendy's bit off more than they could chew when they snapped into a Slim Jim, brother. I was going to say, shouldn't it be Arby's? <laughs> right, exactly. But Arby's Twitter isn't funny. They're like, yeah. they're like coming soon to Arby's, more restaurants, and we're like Wendy's. We want funny Twitters. Like that's what we want is the Twitters. That's the funnies. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, I don't care because I don't own a VR headset. But if you do, there you go. PlayStation has started. PlayStation, PC. Now we know where all the PC ports are going. Uh, oh, yeah. Uncharted's and Gods of Wars and stuff like that. Now, on Steam, it through data mining, so it's not like officially official, but it is because it's data mining, and it's on Steam right now. You can go to the page. There's a page for uh, Sackboy's Big Adventure, the, the little big planet game for ps5 and that would be the fastest turnaround time for a game going from playstation right to pc so for playstation to a buy the company that did pc ports i can't remember the name if it was nixus i think it was uh and then b to open up a pc brand almost well now you know basically every playstation exclusive is gonna go to PC and for all the years of PlayStation players making fun of Xbox, saying it's not, it's not exclusive because it's coming to PC. Get ready, friends, because a world of PlayStation doing that is right around the corner. And guess what? It's not a bad thing. You'll be no, okay. Not at all. Well, Again, why not? Why not let them get a couple more sales? Because PCs, I mean, most of the gamers are PC gamers. Plus, great games get to be played by more people now. PlayStation exactly. arguably makes the best exclusives in the business. Yeah, why exactly. why isn't it a good thing that more people get to play them? on NPD? We love NPD. We use NPD every month here on NPD. It was estimated from the group that only one third of PC players own a PlayStation. So like or that's an approximate number. So you're yeah. talking to me now about two thirds of a gaming sector. The PC master race that gets to finally play PlayStation exclusives. Like that's a good thing. It's a good thing for this. And so it gives me hope. It gives me hope that uh, that this is a good thing. I'm happy. Halo got a six minute campaign blowout video. I'm not going to sit here and like tell you all the things about it, but it is available on our Facebook page right now. It looks so badass. It does, and guys. I I I played I think Halo one or two for like ten minutes, and this this game looks really fucking fun. It it just looks so badass, and they're doing such a great job, and. When they revealed it in 2020 and everybody shat all over it for looking like a PS2 game, Xbox, in all their self 
aware glory sent out two screenshots tonight on their Twitter account. As a matter of fact, and one was how's it started and how's it going. And it's the 2020 reveal. And then the new campaign blowout where they, it looks totally better. Like the total self own. They know that they had a problem. They know they made it better. So why not, you know, make fun of yourself a little bit, get, get people loving you. And it was just a good PR move. And like, it's all good. This whole thing is it's good news. So, uh, it, it looks badass and they're, it's like biomes. It's going to be like a borderland style game where you like pick your mission and where you want to go and then go do it. It's not like linear. I don't know. This has so much potential. Go check it out. Six minutes of your time. You won't be disappointed on our Facebook right now. Search. We podcast and we know things, check it out and let us know what you think. You won't be disappointed. The craziest story that we have in our rundown. <laughs> Xbox is reportedly developing an RPG based on the Wu-Tang Clan. Yeah, not a typo. Uh, Third-person RPG. Not much else is known about it. Um, I'll be skipping it, but like at the same time, I want to see every gameplay video of this. I, that's it. I, I just want to see what this thing looks like. <clears throat> now, remember, we do have like those Def Jam Fight for New York 50 Cent games. So like this isn't out of the realm of like, it's never happened before. You know what yeah. I mean? Like we've gotten this stuff and Def Jam fight for New York with that's like a revered fighting game. Like one of the greatest under uh, uh, underrated fighting games ever. So I have we bit of faith here that this could be OK. Oh, that's one of us. And the last story we have in gaming, Warner Brothers is reportedly working on a Smash Bros style fighter that will feature Shaggy, Gandalf, Mad Max and more. And thank you to a legitimate roster leak from Hungrybox uh, that Warner Brothers themselves took down. We now know that uh, a Shaggy, the Adventure Time crew, Harley Quinn, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Gandalf, Morty, Bugs Bunny, Tom and Jerry are part of this roster. And like they're fully animated. Like it's there. It's a character select screen. Some new character I've never seen before as well. So like we decided... Let's take it one step further. And what Warner Brothers characters would we like to see in this game? And uh, it's also called Multiverses, by the way, which is just, it's fine. Um, there are no, like, restrictions here. As long as the property is owned or distributed by Warner Brothers, live action or cartoon or whatever, it's fair game. I cannot wait to hear your list. I know mine's dumb as fuck. I'm excited. I mean, I think both. We I, we had to have a little fun with it. I went cartoon. You went live action. I but I would actually, honestly, love to see all three of these. Okay. Okay. So I, I'll kick it off. Yeah. My number three. I went with Mandart <laughs> from Dexter's Laughter. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think he could be one of the villains of the story if there is a campaign. And just, again, with all his gadgets he could use, I think he could be a blast. Oh, man, I've heard this game. Excuse me. And he, and he wasn't a character, right? Like, that was no. uh, Okay, that was an original idea. Just making sure. Uh, I, this game apparently was is going to be free to play, which means you know they're going to microtransact the shit out of you, which yeah. is never a good thing. But, uh... But I've also heard that like you'd be paying for DLC fighters in the future, and one of them is going to be LeBron James, like in his oh, tune oh for like Space Jam or in some his, shit in his yeah. Tune Squad like things. So who who knows? Like that's how wacky we could get here. Um, my number three, I went with Pennywise the Clown from It. Oh, I like that. Uh, I think you want to have like Bugs Bunny versus Pennywise. <laughs> 
in a fighting uh, game. I dig that. I think that would be a really fun little crossover idea. Or Ephraim. <laughs> I'm not even going to finish. <laughs> uh, but yes, I went with the Pennywise of the new It, not the old Pennywise yeah. from... Um, Oh my gosh, what's his name? Stephen Curry. Thank you. I went with the new Pennywise because he does look a little bit more menacing, and I do like Skarsgård's rendition of the clown character. I agree. I agree. I like the newer version. My number two, I went with Samurai Jack. Nice. That's I, a really, really good one. I mean, again, you know, Super Smash or a lot of you know sword fighters. Obviously, Samurai Jack. Him. You could even bring his villain Haku in or something like that. So you could like play around with it. I, I think he'd be a, a real fun character. And his again, art. and it's our boy. It's Phil Lamar. Yeah, yeah. And his art style already works. Number one and number two. I think almost more importantly, uh, he's a fighter. <laughs> like it already. Yeah, exactly. He, he fits into the universe very well. So I think that's a really, really good call. And, and remember, you got to think, the show ran for four seasons. After 12 years later, it was revived for a fifth, more mature, darker audience. So it's kind of like in people's memory now. Like, you remember the show? So I think it's a perfect time to hit it with Samurai Jack. I also think that I, I believe Cartoon Network made like a fighting game on the DS or like the 3DS forever ago. And it's like this just undercooked like had potential thing. So like maybe using Cartoon Network assets in this and kind of loading up that world again, I think makes a lot of sense. I My number two, I went with, and you could go with the cartoon version. They made a cartoon of this movie. So like, feel free if you want. I'm going with the live action version of Stanley Ipkiss, AKA The Mask. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. I was like, Stanley, it sounds familiar. I was my, my, you said, what'd you say? Stanley, my, my head went to a streetcar named desire. (laughs) I think the mask with, in that movie, with the things he could do in that movie, I think work well in a video game world. I think they could translate over and you could take some of the stuff from the cartoon. You do whatever you want to do, but not Stanley Ipkiss. You could maybe do some costumes where he doesn't have the mask on, but the mask is the fighter, the yellow suit, the green mask, all that cool stuff voiced by Jim Carrey. If so facto, my brother. Uh, but I think it's cool. I think it's fun. And I would love it if I could play as the mask. And I truly mean that. I think it'd be a fun character. It's a classic movie. And that, that is a great choice. My number one, and, and my pick for this was thinking of the original Super Smash for N64 of how they had Pokemon kind of intertwined. Of you know, Oh, please do what you're about to do. Please. Yu-Gi-Oh! Oh, okay. So, so it's either, again, it could be Yu-Gi-Oh, it could be Kaiba, Pegasus, to bring the monsters. Like, you know, you have the, any of the Pokemon, use the monsters. Use the Blue-Eyes, White Dragon, the Red-Eyes, Dark Magician, whichever, whichever it is. So, like, there's the hero, you could have the villains of Yu-Gi-Oh! It's, it's a huge popular show. It's a way to bring in the kids, you know, a, a young adult, I guess you could say. I, I think that would work so well. See, what I thought you were going to do, say there, was actually my original idea that got taken off my list because I had better ideas. But the Animaniacs in a Pokemon trainer style where you play as one, you can call it out and bring in another Animaniac and you can kind of switch between them. Well, and, and that, that was my thought with Yugi. So if you pick yeah. Yugi, his is Dark Magician, Celtic Guardian. If you're Kaiba, it's it's Blue Eyes. And if you're like Pegasus, it's Dune World. Sorry, I'm sick. <laughs> I, can't, I can't even get it. I can't get that low in my voice. <laughs> Yugi boy. Oh, man, that's great. Uh, I went with this. This one's tough. Like I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be upset if somebody called bullshit on this for distribution rights and stuff like that. Uh, some Toho, some Legendary, some WB. Who the fuck knows? But I know Godzilla's potential. And I know if you could scale him down and give me Godzilla, 
They already made a Godzilla fighting game on the Super Nintendo, so it's possible. It's possible. Give me Godzilla. You got to scale him way down. They've done it. I'm here for it. I'm here for that. They've done it before. There's literally a a fighting game, multiple. I think there's one on GameCube too. That one, they're not scaled down. They're fighting in a big city, but the there's an, a Super Nintendo Godzilla fighting game. So it's he's already got a move set. Like just there you go. It's yeah. 25 years old, but it's there. I love it. All right, that was it. Our top three after a long, exhaustive gaming section it took an hour to get to this point of the <laughs> show. We knew it was going to be a long one, but by the way, we still got a shit ton of show. For you tonight, reviews out the ass, impressions galore. Let's get started with a review for Eternals. Uh oh, Ruh oh is right. I did the stupid thing, and I forgot. I deleted the screenshot of the review. So give me okay, one. Okay, so second. I'll start us off. So obviously, it is as of right now the lowest rated on Rotten Tomatoes. That's including Thor Dark World, which held it for nearly a decade. Mm. And it's uh, it's at a 63%. A lot of people are saying it is way too long, like we said from the damn beginning. I have it whenever you're ready. It's all you. Yeah, I, and, I, and I've heard all of those things, and I've heard people say it's the worst MCU movie. I've heard a lot of things. I don't know. It's going to be tough to beat Iron Man 3 and Captain Marvel, so good luck. Uh, Eternals is huge centuries worth of stories and a whole team of vastly different heroes are condensed into a visually stunning and impeccably acted film. The relationships these of these complicated characters keep things as fresh as they can, but the story gets unwieldy when it shifts into a cosmic scale. Had it been kept closer to home, it would have played better as a standalone film, but it wouldn't have felt like the grand Eternals introduction to the MCU that had been the case. Uh, this was met with an impo- I'm sorry. The director was met with an impossible challenge that she took on with grace, skill, and her trademark jaw-dropping scenery. And then it kind of just ends. The review just kind of ends. typing. And then there's and then there's a little blurb. There's a little blurb. Eternals is a beautifully shot and terrifically acted film, but it bites off more than it can chew, especially in its third act. Was it was it like a six? It was a six out of ten. Seven. Seven out of ten. But like, I feel like that's a generous seven. Yeah, and I'm I'm reading some reviews. It's not the greatest. Um, I, again, I'm going to see the movie regardless. I, I have to see it no matter what. I mean, it's already projected sales. It's going. It has a two hundred million dollar budget. It's projected to make worldwide like two hundred fifty on the first weekend. So it'll be profitable. They'll be fine. But just two hours and forty minutes in the theaters for an Eternals movie. I thought you just said for a Turtles movie. I was like, that seems awesome. I was like, we're here for that. No, no, but definitely here for that. But of course, I'm happy to get Jack Kirby's creations of Eternals to come on screen. I, hey, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I, I will really like it, but uh, I don't know. It's funny, though, for a cast that big and popular, it's like... I mean, Angelina Jolie, Salma Hayek, Kit Harrington, Richard Madden, and Richard Nick Madden, and Johnny... Yeah, I mean, that's a huge cast, and uh, I don't know. Just to hear that it's boring, the third act fell apart. Uh, I don't know. It, it just seems like what I felt like with like the last movies. I like, just like there's no like once it, there is no exciting moments. Oof. Yeah, so I was I like, ugh. I didn't even that's, hear that. That's that's disappointing as as all hell. Who ugh. wrote Who wrote that one? K. Austin Collins. Let's get into Army of Thieves, which is Zack Snyder's production. I don't think he directed this one, 
but it's like the prequel to Army of the Dead. It's more of a heist movie, but it doesn't know what it wants to be. I don't know. Let's take a look. Six years before the events of Army of the Dead. There you go. While not without charm, the biggest factors working against Army of Thieves are a confused hybrid of horror and heist uh, and an approach making it unclear which audience it's aimed at. While the idea of it building out the before, during, and after of a zombie apocalypse is hardly unheard of, uh, Snyder's Army of the Dead may simply oh, not be the best vehicle for this due to the lap- lack of depth in its lore. As a piece of disposable entertainment, it does the trick just fine. But holding aloft an array of prequels and sequels may be more than this army can muster. Seven? A five. Ooh. Mediocre to bad. Okay, got 75% of Rotten Tomatoes, which is, I think, a little bit less than what the first one got. I mean, I'm still here for this movie. I, I, I still feel like that world has potential, that he hit some good notes on the first one, just needs to tweak a couple things. And I don't, I feel like they turned this movie around fast as shit. I don't know. It's, yeah, me too. It's Netflix. So, like, why not give it a shot? Like, if it sucks, it sucks, turn it off. Yeah, That's no true. And I'm going to give it a shot because the guy, the guy that plays Ludwig, um, the, the safe cracker, I did like him in the first one. Um, so I'm interested to see how he kind of starts this six years before the zombie outbreak. Speaking of things that happened years before their source material, there was a trailer that finally dropped the debut trailer for the Uncharted movie. I have words. But I want to hear your words. Sam, what did you think of this trailer? I'm conflicted. I am conflicted with this trailer. I watched it probably three, four times. Same. I, I had to. Yeah. It, same. It it has some awesome moments. Same. The train that that or the train, excuse me. The, the airplane scene. A plus. Looked freaking I mean, that right there is the price of admission to go see the movie. Yeah, A plus. Except for the fact that that those jumps looked really weird, the C- CGI, but I'll take that out of it. It did look. I mean, I mean so it, it, you know, it's an, an airplane, whatever. But whatever. It's it's uncharted. If you've ever played a second of the games, you know that it gets wild. So, so, yeah, I'll take it. so just from the trailer, it's a combo of three and four, correct? Uh, well, yeah, they hammer home his brother's name, Sam. How many fucking times do you say my brother, Sam? Like, if if you knew your brother, why'd you say the fucking name? We know it's Sam. Jesus Christ. Uh, and then also, yeah, three is because they do the, a lot of flashbacks in, in three. But yeah, it's it's that's where it's meant to be. Again, it, he has his moments. Um, the one line with the Scottish guy at the end. And he just I, says, what? That was the only was time gonna, I smiled. It was the only time I smiled. I was, was going to say that was the funniest probably moment during that trail where I feel like he captured Nolan North's quickie re- response or just his his just his quickness. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, huh? like, I don't, I, it's well, hard Tom to Holland did ex- it say he phoned it in. And, and yes, this is Tom Holland. This is not Nathan Drake. It is Tom Holland. That's the problem. Like this, no. movie, this movie is just so miscast. And and looking at and, and looking at Mark Wahlberg without a mustache definitely He's is, Mark Wahlberg. That's all he's yeah, playing. Yeah. There's not even he doesn't even call him kid once in the whole trailer. If you would have gotten some people to get excited, you would have he would have had a cigar in his mouth, a mustache on, he would have called him kid. And it would have just been a nice moment. But yeah, I think, he, pull that off. I think the only thing he said was a little young to, you know, a little young be a for bartender. something. Yeah, to be, a to be a bartender. And that's it. And it's like, dude. I, I, I feel like they could have a good back and forth. They could. But yeah. in, that tra- in that trailer, it wasn't shown. Tell me this, though. They could definitely have good chemistry. I don't deny that. Yeah. But they could have good chemistry as Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg in any other movie. It doesn't need to be this movie. They don't feel like Sully and Nathan Drake. They feel like Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg having a conversation. 
And it's, it doesn't, it just breaks me there because this movie doesn't have to be an, an uncharted movie. This movie could be its own thriller heist movie or whatever you want to call it and not sully the good name, pardon the pun, of uncharted where they don't feel like the characters they're trying to be. They just feel like versions of themselves that we've seen before. I feel like I could watch the main character from Ted and Spider-Man have a quip off. That's just feels wrong to me. And I'm looking at um, Ruben Fleischer's. He directed the movie. And Antonio Banderas, by the way, playing himself. Also, I, I, again, I I love Antonio Banderas. His character reminded me of the movie he was with uh, Stallone assassins. That is a guilty pleasure of mine. I absolutely love that movie. If he can even just get a glint of his character from that, I think he will surprise us in this movie. I think anybody who acts well in this movie is going to surprise us. (laughs) I I don't know. It, It definitely still has a lot to prove. To a lot of people, because I I feel like there was more probably hate on the trailer than there was love for it. It's like come for the action, leave for the casting. Like I I Could don't be. I don't want any part of this cast. And I feel like if it was a bunch of unknowns, or if it was their goddamn video game counterparts, they they're doing it for the Last of Us. They're bringing in multiple people from the Last of Us that played their video game counterpart. Why not do it for this movie when there's a precedent set? Why not? It and, just and, makes no sense. And the, the director, Ruben Fleischer, I'm, 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 I'm torn because his his directed films: Zombieland, Thirty Minutes or Less, Gangster Squad, Venom, Zombieland, Double Tap, and then Uncharted. It's th- all of them. Some of my favorite movies of the last fifteen years. Like so, I love so Zombieland. Like, I'm conflicted. Like Thirty Minutes some or good Less movies in there is a hidden gem. Thirty Minutes or Less, you have to watch it. But like this movie doesn't feel. I, I've said it. I don't want to drag it out too much. This movie just doesn't feel like Uncharted and I want no part of it. I'm going to see it day one. We have, I think to, the see action, we have to see it. Yeah, and I think the action is going to be fine. And I think overall, like, I'm not. I'm going to walk away from that saying, I'm glad I saw that, but I really, really wish that other people were playing those roles. And I don't know if I'm going to get off of that kind of like... I mean, I'll, I'll always know. say Nathan Fillion is Nathan Drake. He, the short yeah. film he did, it was amazing. Yeah. I really wish we got a, a live action movie of that. And, and that was... that. 10 minute or five minute, whatever that little short short movie we got like three, four years ago will be better than this movie. I don't know. I'm just, I'm really upset about it. I just hope that it surprises us that we just enjoy it more than we think. Cause I know we're going into it a little bit. Obviously. I mean, very skeptical. I'm jaded. I'm jaded. I think the action looked great. There was a scene where they're hanging from chandeliers and like it was neat, but it, it's just so poorly acted and so miscast. I would have liked Captain Marvel 10 times better if Brie Larson wasn't Captain Marvel. And I say that moving forward. She is as dry as sandpaper. <coughs> I just feel like Tom Holland is the same. And I like Tom Holland. I'm not that's nothing against Tom Holland. But he said I phoned it in. How am I going to go into this movie positive when the man himself said, "Yeah, really wish I had that one back." I don't know. Yeah, no, no, I agree that 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 is definitely one to like tough to kind of walk back and then kind of say that the trailer comes out. Get ready, guys! You ain't gonna believe the action for this one. It's like wait, uh, a year ago you said that you regret this. Uh, uh, 
I digress. And the fact of the matter is, right now, every other tweet of his, besides one that had to do with Uncharted, is all about Spider-Man. They released a trailer for this when his biggest movie of all time isn't even out yet. Like, let that shine first. Let people get on the Tom Holland train because of Spider-Man, and then release this trailer. This trailer did not have to come out, and it's not like it's going to sell more tickets because it came out in mid-October when the movie doesn't even come out until February or March or whatever. Like, you could have let it stew for a little bit, late December, Christmas Eve, New Year, Super Bowl, whatever. And it would have been just fine. We didn't need this. And like Tom Holland's other movie, no offense, it's bigger and it's going to do much better. And it's probably going to be much better. So like we really just didn't need it. I'm pissing up a wrong tree right now. I'm going to stop. Um, I don't want to shoot this movie in the foot before I ever see it. I'm just not looking forward to the casting. And I like Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg. I just, I just, I, I was just disappointed. But the rest of it was fine. It was fine. It wasn't offensive. It was just, it was just fine. Oh, it's my turn. Why did I think we were in gaming? <laughs> I was sitting there like, Sam, you're going to say the next story. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there was another movie that dropped a trailer kind of out of nowhere as well. Lightyear, Chris Evans, it's like tearing up over David Bowie. Uh, we now have a Buzz, a Buzz Lightyear origin story that we never knew we needed. I thought you said Buzz Aldrin. <laughs> I was about to. I was about to. That we just don't need. So this movie was whatever. What did you think of this trailer, Lightyear? I mean, I, I, I so I don't know how I feel. Uh, it came out of nowhere. Of oh, the, your so Lightyear revolves around the origin of Buzz Lightyear, the character that the action figures in the Toy Story series were based on. But then the world has intergalactic, interstellar alien combat. Like you're telling me that this is actually Toy Story is in like an alternate dimension with aliens now. Okay, I just wanted to make sure that those aliens that go ah, are actually real too. Are we going to get their origin story next? This is a completely unnecessary movie. The trailer was fine, but I'm out. Yeah, I mean, trailer was fine. We know he has hair. Who knew? <laughs> I mean, I I kind of admit, like I don't know, like Tim Allen is I don't know to me a, a treasure. I, I've always loved Tim Allen for years since Home Improvement. I I know as you you'd say the same thing. Yeah. Home Improvement is one of the greatest shows of all time. Agreed. It'd be a little tough. And I love Chris Evans. A little bit different to hear Buzz Lightyear that's not Tim Allen. But it, I, I, it's, it's, it's fucking Pixar. They're going to make money, right? Yeah, this movie's going to do fine. It's fine. It's Walt Disney. It's a little bit. It. I think it's more for a little bit older audience, like the people that grew up with Toy Story as opposed to the new Toy Story 4 fans. Like, I feel like it's kind of meant for us a little bit more. But not an adult theme, but like yeah. I just feel like it's for us. And like I'm going to see it. I have to see it. I'm a sucker. I'll wait till it comes out for free on Disney Plus. I'm not going to rush to the theater for this oh, one. Good thinking. Good thinking. I, I just there's no reason. And like if we can get over Bob Saget being Ted Mosby's older voice when Ted Mosby's already an adult and your voice doesn't change like that, that's just not how adulthood works. Um, we can kind of get past Evans and, and Alan name a better character or a luckier character, maybe Batman than Buzz Lightyear, because he's got two of the greatest voices like or actors like ever doing his voice. It's pretty lucky. But again, it was an unnecessary movie. It doesn't need to happen. And it's just, it makes the timeline of toy story weird for me. I'm just like, what world are we fucking in right now? It is what it this is. is this is earth Two, Greg. Yeah. <laughs> Toy Story Earth 2. Where's Sid? Is Sid an alien? I don't know anymore. Maybe there's a xenomorph in his chest. It's the only voice cast that shows right now is Chris Evans, so I can't even tell you anyone else in the damn movie. Uh, This is just, it's just weird. Like, why did we get a trailer then? Like, it's just like, we just, again, it could have waited six months. It just doesn't need to be here right now. It doesn't need to be on episode 257. Uh, Spider-Man No Way Home is getting even more villains coming back for the movie. 
OG villains, correct? Uh, well, I mean, I guess one of them's from the Amazing Spider-Man, and the other one is from Spider-Man Three. So I guess you can call it that. Sure. I mean, I, I'm just now I'm a, little, a little nervous because there's there's like six villains in here. We that's got almost, the Sinister Sticks. That's almost eighty villains. Uh, that's my only worry. It seems like they're gonna have a lot of juggling to do here. Well, it's two. It's like a three-hour movie. Did they give? I don't think they they didn't yeah, they, give the runtime yet. Two fifty-two or something like that, or two forty-two. Oh Jesus Christ! We'll be there all day. It's gonna be a three-hour movie. So, like, yeah, we we got plenty of time for the Sinister Six. But the thing is, also at the same time, I hope what they do is. They go into this movie without having to tell you the fucking story of all six villains and they don't have to spend 20 minutes on each. Like, we know these people. We should go think about the reaction Doc Ock got when he was in the trailer. People know Alfred Molina's Doc Ock. It's a it's like a established character. So let's go in it with the expectation that Spider-Man fans know these six villains. Yeah. And we can just move on with the movie and get rocking and rolling and not have to tell exposition stories or flashbacks or origins. None of it. Let's just have a good time and, and fuck up some villains. And, and, and uh, Holland said that this, this movie is the end of the franchise that began with homecoming. So this will be the end of that trilogy. And then, then I guess, assume the next movies he does, they said it'll be, well, something different with a tonal change, which to me is Venom. I don't know if I even said the villains. Uh, it's lizard. It's lizard and it's Sandman. If I didn't say the villains, I and don't think I, I did. I, I thought lizard was okay, but I, I, out of the Sandman, probably was the best thing in Spider-Man Three. Thomas Hayden Church, I believe, right? Yep. Yes, yeah. it was. Um. So I'm, I'm okay for that. Yeah, I think he was probably the best. Emo Peter is underrated. Like emo dancing Peter's funny as shit. But yeah, I, I would, I would agree. I, with I, you. I, I always look at that and just laugh. To- Topher was, was not great. I don't think he was great. At he, that. he was bad. Yeah, I don't think he was great as Venom. Uh, Doctor Strange, the sequel in the Multiverse of Madness, is getting reshoots in November and December. That's confirmed by Benedict Cumberbatch, but we don't know what kind of reshoots these are going to be. Are they going to be actual major reshoots that are taking place over a multitude of months? Or are they going to be just touch-up pieces because the movie should have been out six months ago? I don't know, nor do I care. I'm not itching to see anything superhero-related right now, so I'll just sit patiently and wait. The only thing I liked, I saw um, Elizabeth also was in an interview saying that Raimi is trying to make the scariest Marvel movie. So I was like, okay, I, I, I'm, I'm still in it. I'm not out yet. Well, didn't they try that with New Mutants and it failed miserably? Well, I, st- I get it's a movie. I keep forgetting that's on Disney Plus. Exactly. One oh, day I will watch it. Is it on Disney Plus? It was. No shit. I yeah. thought it was on HBO Max. I, I thought I saw it on Disney. If you did go, I mean, it, you, it deserves a watch. It just doesn't ever deserve uh, a rewatch. Yeah, I'll watch it one time just to say yes. Because again, <laughs> I, I always see all Marvel movies, and I will. It's honestly crazy to me how you, how there are Marvel movies, superhero movies in general that I have seen that you have not. It just boggles my mind. It does not often. I think it's like I was say, that, That's probably like the only one. Uh, I can probably think of another one. I, I think I saw everything else. Did you see Howard the Duck? I did. I'm not going to go on another, on like a trip, but yeah, it's probably the only one. Uh, let's see what else we got. What else we got? The Batgirl film has cast its villain Firefly and it's Brendan Fraser. Finally, some good news in the movie. Oh, uh, that's probably one of the best news. I mean, th- thank God. Like, I feel like Brendan Fraser, like revived yeah, he, his career. Yeah. He, he's getting a complete second chance from a guy that bit that Hollywood r- wrote out of, you know, you know all all the stunts that he hurt his back on, all the other movies he did in the Mummy, 
This guy's finally getting the attention he deserves. And honestly, Firefly, I'm here for that. I, I think that's great casting. Hell yeah, dude. And Brendan Fraser is the perfect Marvel I'm sorry, uh, perfect DC villain. Like, he's already in Doom Patrol. He's established as a DC property. He's very, very vulgar. Like, he's very almost anti-hero there. With Like, at least when he was a human, some of the bad shit he was doing before he became... Oh, God, I can't remember his name in the goddamn thing. But, like, Brendan Fraser is always the actor that kind of deserved that second chance. And I'm happy that even though he's a lot... He, he, you know, he went the route of Jesse Pillman... Or whatever his name is, Jesse Plemons. Well, he did. You know, right, I'll stick up for him. My man's got a, a horrible back, mad back surgery. So, all right, all right, all right, all right. I want right. to stick I'll, up for my boy. I'm with you. I, see, I'm just lazy and I eat poorly. If he's got actual medical reasons for being a large American, yeah, I'm fine with that. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I'm totally cool with this. Firefly, cool villain, cool casting. This is an HBO Max exclusive. Um, it's not releasing in theaters, so at least not yet. So yeah, definitely check this one out. I'm definitely. Um, I don't know if I'm excited for it, but it's a great casting nonetheless. And finally, Dune Part 2 is officially official. We kind of knew it, but now it is. I mean, it's good to hear, you know, they, they took a chance on the movie. The movie had a $165 million budget, plus it was delayed, and God knows what else they did. So I, I, that's all they were waiting for, to see what they made the box office. They made right now $223 million, and that's not in count, including what um, the viewership was on HBO Max. 1.9 million. Second I, lowest of the year, but it's Dune. It's not Mortal yeah, Kombat or Godzilla. It's not crazy, but you know, a lot of big names are in here. I, I've heard mixed things. I heard people rave about it, said it's their favorite science fiction movie ever. I heard other people say it was the most boring movie they've ever seen. Um, uh, I've seen the first hour, and I'll just give you this. When you go in to watch it, don't like try to memorize all the names of the people. Oh, I would never. I, you know me. I'm the worst with names. And the names of the planets and like what's going on. Just be like, it. okay, there's Timothy Charlemagne. Oh, there's Oscar Isaac. Oh, Josh Brolin. Dave Batista. Like that's how I've been watching it. Is I, I hear Stellan Skarsgård is haunting as Baron Vladimir Horkin. It, uh, I heard he was very good. Hasn't been pleasant so far. Yeah, I'll agree with that. It's definitely it definitely gets under your skin a little bit in a, in a good way. Oh, so, they said he's like and, and, and he I heard that he was demanding more nude scenes because he felt like he was more threatening and scary when he was just you know naked. I was like, huh, that's an interesting choice. Uh, I've I've only had like one or two scenes with him that I can remember. And the first time you see him, he's just not clothed. So, yeah, it's definitely yeah. jarring and haunting. But, yeah, it's it's cool. I mean, it's it's fine. It's yeah, hopefully me and Don were supposed to see it in theaters. But, you know, I got kind of sick after the con and, and Don was hurting. And I'll, I'm still kind of hurting from that. So, well, hopefully we'll get there soon because I do want to see this in theaters. Moving on to the TV section, Cowboy Bebop got a debut trailer. Let's talk about it. I'm going to really let you handle this one. I thought it was pretty cool. Um, I don't really have too too much to say because I still got about five episodes left of the anime, and I've not seen the movie yet, the nice. uh, animated movie. Nice. So I, I haven't fully finished. So I'll let you go. What did you think about the trailer for Cowboy Bebop coming to Netflix on November 9th? I mean, I don't know what I was expecting it to look like, but this is like very stylized. I I, I think John Cho looks fucking awesome as Spike Spiegel. I I I didn't. I, this was a tough one. I feel like it was going to be tough to do in live action, but from the little bit what they were shown. We're getting 10 episodes. They're going to be an hour apiece. And you got what? Uh, November 19th, it drops. So you got a little bit to finish the anime, so you should be fine. And I, god damn, they have one of the best opening themes. They really do. Three, two, one, let's go. Let's, let's, let's jam. Let's jam. Let's jam. I can, I, the, I think the cast works. It looks like they have a good chemistry with each other. Um, Obviously, the, everyone always 
talk about the dog. Of course, the dog's got to be cute. Come on. But to see a, like a, a Netflix show, and this is based in 2071, where a ragtag bounty hunters basically are chasing down criminals across the solar system. It looks badass. I really do think it looks cool. I'm excited for this one. Pretty, pretty big, too. Like, there's a reason I continue to watch the anime pretty much at a snail's pace, but I am trying to do it. Maybe an and, and you're known to be, days. you know, kind of being a little tough with anime. I'm doing like an episode every two or three days. Like, you know, I'm, I'm not rushing. As it. long as you're remembering like their name or certain characters, that you're good. No clue, but that's cool. No clue. I and couldn't you know, tell you as long as you know Spike, Spike Spiegel. Spiegel. Yeah, Spike Spiegel, maybe yep. Faye Valentine. Jeff hey, Black. I, I know Faye. I know Faye. You know exactly who Faye is. And Jet Black is this, you know, as soon as you see him, okay, yes, I know who they are. Yeah, it looks, it looks cool. I'm not trying to rush. I'm not trying to like, you know, move on to the next story or nothing. I just, I don't really have much, too much to say yet. It just, just, just show it some love. Give it a chance. It's, it's one of the, it should be in like everyone's top 10, 20 animes. It is that good. So give the live action a chance on Netflix. Hayden Christensen will return as Anakin. We know he's coming to Obi-Wan, but now he's also coming back for the Ahsoka series on Disney+. Plus. Now, that's freaking awesome. For years, yo, he, he got so much hate for all these years for what he did in the, you know, the the prequel movies. And to hear that he's coming back and people are actually excited for it. I, I, I'm, I'm actually excited for him. Go watch Shattered Glass. It's his best movie, in my opinion. I love it. It's so good. But I'll yeah, always, I'll always support Jumper. Okay, Jumper's good too. I'm totally in on this news. Um, I was already in on the Ahsoka series. I was already in on all this stuff. But to know that Hayden Christensen's Anakin Skywalker is coming back, I'm just excited for that. It makes me happy. Yeah. Yes. It, Star Wars, never my favorite thing in the world. So like, I welcome good news. Simple as that. <laughs> uh, what else we got? What else we got? Uh, Lisette Alexis has been cast in the lead role for Disney Plus's National Treasure. That's so, the series, uh, not not National Treasure 3, by the way. Which is fine. I did some research. Technically, National Treasure 3 is still in development. Is still in development. development. We, but we talked about that. With Chris Brendner hired to write the script, and obviously Breckheimer is still going to be the executive producer. He is the executive producer on this TV show. So I, I still have hope. I will, even though it is not, the show is not about Nick Cage. I will still watch it if it is in the realm of, say, National Treasure. Uh, it's. I don't think it's going to capture the magic that the first one did, but I'm still here for it. It's on Disney Plus. Like, why don't you know it, what it, I mean? exactly? I'm going to have to. I have going to watch it. What do I have to lose? It's simple. It's simple. I got nothing to lose. I'm going to try it. And if I can sit there and find a way to absolutely adore the Mighty Duck show that came out this year that no one talks about anymore, yeah. Uh huh. I'm going to watch the National Treasure movies and enjoy this series. Why not? I've already started National Treasure like 15 times. I just can't get past the first couple minutes. Again, I'm just tired. It's not like I'm trying to avoid it. It's just I'm very tired all the fucking time. Uh, Let's see. In music, and then we'll hit uh, the CGCTCG and we'll get on out of here. Calling All Captains is a band, and again, thank you to our friends at Big Picture Media for sending this record along for review, is a band that I've heard of and listened to back in, I think, 2018, 19, something along those lines, but no offense to the band, I kind of just, they kind of got off my radar. COVID hit, this, that, and the other. Um, You have two kids. You just, sometimes if a band just kind of falls off your radar and you don't even mean to, it happens. It's life. But then they come back into your life, and when they do, you're so very happy. And that's what happened here. Uh, They have a new record called Slowly Getting Better. It is out right now. And I will tell you this. In my humble opinion, 
This record sounds like a modern day's rise against meeting vintage four years strong. I think it's that good. I think this band sounds that good. Two of my favorite all-time artists jammed together. I love this record. Man, that's a band I haven't heard to get rise against. Man, I feel like it's been forever since anyone said that name. Yeah, well, uh, that's. But think about how good and influential they are. You know what I mean? And I agree. No, that I, I I love Four Year Strong better than them. So that, you know, it's a good company. Yeah. So this record, uh, it's out now from Equal Vision. Eleven songs. Uh, my absolute favorite song on the record, and one of my favorite of the year is Collapse. It's track number two. It's absolutely stellar. And then it goes into this re- song called Tailspin, my second favorite song on the record. It hits you hard. It hits you fast. Over-the-top action. If it were an action movie, Sam, it would be Train to Busaint, but Whoa. in music form. That's how good this fucking okay. shit is. Uh, it's, it's a great record. Again, out on Equal Vision right now. If you like Rise Against, if you like Four Year Strong, why not like the band that sounds like a mashup of the two? Go check it out right now. Slowly getting better by calling all captains. It's available right now. Sam, hit us with that CGC TCG. Well, I said I was going to bring a good one today, and I, I think you'll like this one. I have a Shining Magikarp first edition from Neo Revelation. It is a secret rare. There were two secret rares from the set. This is 66 out of 64. You'll have to tune in to next week to find out who the other one is. But I have a near mint to mint 8. Centering was an 8.5. Surface was an 8. Corners, 7.5. Edges are an 8. I mean, you above all of anyone know how hard it is to catch a Shining Pokemon. Mm. And if you know, I don't know, Shining Magic are from New Revelations. Obviously, he turns into the Red Gyarados, who is so many people's favorite Pokemon, one of the best artworks, hollows that ever came out for, for Pokemon to me. It's definitely sh- somewhere, but it's probably in the top 10. It's got to be. But first, you had to get the gold Shining Magikarp, which was super tough. I don't even know the odds of catching a goddamn Shining Magikarp in the game. Depends on what game, but they're over 1 in 3,000. Wow. So you're almost fucked of catching one. But yeah. I was lucky enough to score this beautiful Mint 8. For whatever reason, again, people are not buying cgc cards yet they're still stuck with the psas i'm in favor of i like cgc being as as tough when you get like a um, a cgc 8 a 9 to 9 5 that's cgc don't just give them out so you know like that card is actually meant i've I've always said this before psas i felt like they just gave out tens for a while i'm a strong supporter cgc I, i i do like their cases so much better than psas i think they look better and it i i got this order back in a month so um, I know CG car- CGC cards on their IG, I think a week or so ago that they re- released a um, statement saying that they're all caught up. They're caught up on their backlog. Everyone's um, submissions should be faster. My first one was four months. This one was a month. So it seems like he's actually telling the truth. We're still waiting for them to release the pop reports yet. So I'm going to go by PSA's pop report. There's a total of 1,542 graded. I just wrote down the number seven and above. There's 239 and a seven, 417 and an eight, 515 and a nine, and only 56 and a tens. So again, you know that hollow print line's always tough to get that near mint or that pr- uh, pristine ten. But I'm very happy to have a near mint mint eight shiny Magikarp first edition from Neo Revelation.
I love that the cards are shining and the game is shiny. I've always liked that little distinction. It makes the cards feel like their own thing as opposed yeah. to just calling and, and, it shiny. And, and, and if you remember the card, this card, you have the gold magic harp, and then you have three just normal magic harps in the background. Just yeah. a nice touch. Looks awesome. The gold magic harp, the shiny magic harp, was my first shiny of Pokemon Go. Uh, I was totally not driving. Uh, in a residential yeah, na- of course, neighborhood of near a stop. And I totally didn't stop my car at the Pokestop to spin it and catch what was there. And it happened to be a shiny Magikarp. I was like, hell yeah, dude. So shiny Magikarp is did. a very special place in my heart. I have now like six shinies in Pokemon go. I haven't, I haven't really played it in forever. Uh, and then I think like a dozen or more shinies in the other games. Sword and shield made it a bit easier to get shinies, but um, not too much. It's only like one in 2000 now. Uh, everybody, thank you so much for hanging out. I thought it would be a two hour episode, but we do what we always do and we keep it around 90 minutes for y'all. Um, oh shit. Nice. Yeah. I appreciate everybody hanging out. We probably went a little faster, but that's what happens when we're both beat. We're both a little under the weather and we got so much shit to talk about that. It kind of makes my head spin. Uh, appreciate everybody hanging out with us. That was episode 257. We'll see you next week for episode 258. Infinity and beyond.